everybody. Welcome to episode 48 of the Ricky Henderson Podcast. I'm your host, Alex Espinoza. Uh, it's a great day. It's a Friday morning here in Oakland. I just got paid. <laughs> it's sunny. It's beautiful. The Warriors could close out the Grizzlies. The A's are back at the Coliseum. Just overall solid day. Good day so far in Oakland. Hope everybody's doing good. Um, so for this episode, I want to switch it up and do a little something different. I think after... Um, I think I need to do more actual game coverage of the of the season. So my goal for this season is after every series to do a little uh, series recap, kind of weave in some audio from uh, Mark Kotze and the players, kind of breaking down what happened. Um, yeah, it's been super busy lately. I'd love to have more interviews and stuff like that. I'll definitely have some more once the Warriors are done. Uh, a few months ago, I started working for 95.7 The Game and writing for their website, so I've been super busy over at Warriors Games. But once that's over, uh, hopefully not for too long, uh, hopefully not too soon, but uh, once the Warriors are over, um, you know, I'll go full on into Ricky Blog this summer. So got some really cool things um, we're working on, uh, especially, like I said, once the Warriors are over, there should be a lot more time to do some um, cool experiments with stuff, with new different types of media. So make sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram and YouTube on, at Ricky Blog. That's R-I-C-K-E-Y-B-L-O-G, but you guys all know how to spell Ricky with the E. Um, so yeah, but let's get to it. Um, let's break down this A's series in Detroit. It's probably their, I don't know, I mean, that's, I don't want to say season saving because it's super early. It's only, we're only a month deep, but uh, that really kind of changed the tenor of how things were going because, um you know, they've won four or five in uh, against the Tigers. They're only 14-19. They're still in last place in the AL West. So, you know, everything comes with a little grain of salt here. But overall, the team's feeling really good because um, they, they were on a nine-game losing streak before that. They had got swept by the Guardians, the Rays, and the Twins. Uh, the offense was looking abysmal. I think they had scored one run in their, th- in their last three games of the streak. So, um but yeah, now they've now they've won three in a row, and they're and all three wins were really encouraging for different reasons. And after yesterday's victory, um, so yesterday would be Thursday. So after Thursday's victory, uh, the five-three comeback, uh, well, not comeback, but the five-three late victory, uh, Mark Kotze just kind of described the feeling in the clubhouse and how big it was to fly back to Oakland after turning it around like that. Well, uh, coming here, um, you know, we were all frustrated, kind of with with how we've been playing. Um, uh, we uh, obviously made some adjustments. Um, the guys did, and uh, it feels good. It feels good to, to get back on track. Um, we're gonna we're gonna enjoy this day and, and this win today. I hope you enjoy it. <laughs> Didn't sound like you enjoyed it. No, Conte's super even keel and chill, uh, but I'm sure that plane ride was fun. Uh, this ace team's definitely low key goofing around quite a bit and having a lot of fun. We'll get to that a little bit more. Uh, but overall, yeah, kind of just feels like any other A's team, you know. They got uh, good pitching. I've been really surprised with their bullpen. Um, their starters have been uh, pretty pretty good. I mean, there's some more things you want, but, I mean, this is, you know, a pretty low-budget team here, so you got to lower your expectations. And, of course, they have a streaky offense. It wouldn't be the A's unless they had a streaky offense. And, um, yeah, I think the it was really big for, for the A's to get Ramon Hernandez. Uh, wow, Ramon Hernandez. Walk-off bunt incoming. Uh, Ramon Laureano back uh, <laughs> and finding his rhythm after his 27-game uh, suspension. He figured it would probably take him a while to start. Um, and he, it, took him, it did take him a while to start. 
I think he was like 0 for 14 or something like that before he got his first hit. Uh, but he's back. It looks like he's starting to get into rhythm. That's really big. Uh, Sheldon Noisy's an absolute tank. He's hitting 291. Christian Bethencourt looks like a great pickup. Kevin Smith looks awesome. Um, he, he really looks like an exciting player and can play multiple positions. Uh, Tony Kemp's coming alive. And they, they had a couple amazing pitching performances from a couple of rookies back-to-back in Zach Logue and Adrian Martinez. Uh, but I think the biggest thing coming out of Detroit is really the bullpen. I mean, I had really, really low expectations for this bullpen coming into this year. A um, bunch of no-name dudes that uh, nobody really heard of. They literally, I think, yeah, they made zero investment into the bullpen. And they're looking like, honestly, a strength of the team right now. Um, a lot of dudes who are pumping in 94-plus. Last year, they um, they ranked dead last in strikeouts. And this year, they brought in a lot more power arms and um, kudos to their evaluation staff. Like these dudes are, the dudes are bringing in are really putting up. So, all right. So it was pretty wild uh, due to the uh, the the lockout. Uh, the A's and the Tigers were initially supposed to play the first week of the season, but they they rescheduled. They had to reshuffle around a whole bunch of stuff. So this four game series that was initially scheduled turned into a five game series. Uh, one of the three games I was supposed to be in Oakland got moved to Detroit. So five game series in four days. A lot of baseball, but honestly, it's probably good for the A's to just get this all, you know, get all this stuff, just all, all this momentum and just kind of get all this rhythm together. Uh, they needed A-Bs. They really needed A-Bs. Um, you know, Seth Brown included. Uh, on Thursday, they won 5-3, to three, and, you know, Seth had a eighth inning. Uh, the A's had a little two-out rally, and Seth hit a two-run um, pretty solid brownie bomb to right field, go-ahead homer in the eighth inning. It was his first home run since April 11th, uh, over a month. That was like the fourth game of the year he had his homer, so that was his third homer of the year. Uh, so it had to feel good for Brown to get that one. But for me, this game was really all about um, just kind of the the effort that A.J. Puck, uh, AJ Puck and Danny Jimenez put together in the last three innings. Danny Jimenez closed out his sixth save of the year. He also closed out his seconds, uh, the second game of Tuesday's doubleheader. So he had two saves in Detroit, and he has six on the year. He still has not given up an earned run yet uh, this year. He gave up two earned runs in a loss on April 30th. And I think the ninth inning is his. Um, Lou Trevino, has come, he came back from, um, from the COVID list, you know, about 10 days ago, 11 days ago. And there's been two save situations since Lou came back, and Danny got both of them. So I think Jimenez might be the ninth inning guy. Um, he looks super confident. He's just a two-pitch guy. He's throwing a slider 58% of the time. He has a 94-mile-an-hour fastball. He throws 42% of the time. And um, when you look at his baseball savant page, the thing that really jumps out to you is his whiff percentage. And um, it's crazy. Batters are whiffing 49% of the time on his sliders. Pretty much half the time he throws a slider, dudes are missing, which is ridiculous. So that um, so that puts him in the 95th percentile. That slider is probably one of the most unhittable pitches in baseball right now. Um, so... But also, A.J. Puck uh, had an absolutely monster outing. Uh, he got six outs on 24 pitches. He lowered his ERA to 0.60 on the year. And uh, after the game on Thursday, Mark Kotze gave this, uh, gave this his, his impressions of Puck so far. Yeah, A.J.'s been phenomenal. Um, he's pitching uh, as good as I've seen him uh, since he's you know, been drafted. Uh, there's some confidence and, and there's a mentality there that, that has changed, I think, with A.J., um, the way he takes the mound, his presence, um, all of which we and him and I talked about. 
uh, throughout spring training, my expectations of, of uh, uh, you know, the progress he needed to make to stay here, and uh, he's done everything everything I've asked. All right, so it looks like Kotze and Puck had a little conversation before the year about his role, and he's settling into it nice. You know, I think I think him and Jimenez should split the ninth. Um, you know, I don't know if Danny could take it every single time, uh, maybe matchup base, but I think Puck brings a lot of value in the fact he can go multiple innings. Um, you know, he he closed at the seventh and the eighth on Thursday. Um, he he looks a lot bigger this this season. I think that's the biggest thing for me. He, like especially his lower half, he just looks like a completely different player. He used to be a lanky, uh, skinny lefty. Now he's kind of like a you know big thicker guy, and I I think it helps. It just looks like it's helping him just with everything. Um, you know he's he's still pumping in the velo ninety six for the most part. He'll pump it up to ninety eight. Uh, he's got mostly a slider. He'll do an occasional sinker uh, sinker in there, and then uh, Jessica's uh, Klein should set. Uh, Jessica Kleinschmidt said that uh, that puck is bigger on purpose. That was, that was definitely a, a thing they tried to do. Uh, he ate up to eight times a year this offseason. So uh, he's put on a bunch of weight. And if you look at his baseball savant chart, it is crazy. He is like around the 95th percentile um, for a lot of things, like the hard hit percentage, expected ERA, expected slugging, weighted on base, hard hit percentage. I think I said hard hit already. Um, and his velocity is in the 88th percentile, too. So um, somebody said, oh, yo, he he could be uh, the A's all-star. And honestly, if he keeps this up and maybe he gets some more save opportunities, maybe because he's putting up some pretty crazy numbers. His ERA is down to 0.6. Uh, like I said, Jimenez hasn't even given up an earned run yet. So I, I don't with, – with when it comes to Puck, I don't even think you need to really stretch him out. I think his value is here. He's keeping him as a, li- a high-leverage guy, two-inning, multiple-inning guy. Uh, seventh, eighth inning guy, uh, eighth inning for sure, and then seventh, eighth if you can stretch him out, um, the situation allows for it. Because um, you can pretty much construct a game like you did Thursday. You know they got five innings from James Caprillion, uh, Acevedo got the sixth, and then Puck seventh, eighth, and then Jimenez for the ninth. So uh, kind of shortens the game there, and it's kind of a, a luxury to have somebody like like Puck who can you know kind of pump it in and. I don't think you want to push push him too much. I don't know if you want to expect you know five six innings from him every five days. Um, and maybe honestly, he's more valuable every couple of days. Just toss him in there a couple of times, and um, and see and see what he does. Um, and because he's he's looking really solid this year. Um, and also, you know, <laughs> it's crazy all these situational guys that the A's have found. Um, Domingo Acevedo, like I mentioned, he pitched on Thursday as well. Uh, he gave up a run. But um, he actually leads MLB with 16 appearances this year, so I guess he's the new petite. Uh, Zach Jackson isn't far behind with 15. They have other guys who I like as well, Sam Mole and Kirby Snead. I know, I know Kirby Snead's kind of been struggling lately, but I still think they got something there. Um, so, yeah, James Caprillion still kind of figuring it out, getting coming back from his injury to start the year. Uh, he went five innings, gave up two runs, and he can showed he can definitely still wiggle, wiggle out of trouble like he did in the top of the third. He struck out Robbie Grossman, and then uh, noted Coliseum hater Robbie Grossman. And uh, Tony Kemp had a nice play to bail him out in the third inning, too. Uh, but he did have three walks, and it seems like it might be like a release point issue with him. seems like he doesn't really know where where the ball's coming out of his hands. He kind of sprays it all around the edges of the zone when he's struggling. Um, he's kind of close, but not really. He's kind of around it, so... Yeah, the A's scored three runs in the first inning on this one. Uh, a lot of small ball. Jed drove in a run. He only played two games a season, Jed. Or he only played two, two games a series, excuse me, in Detroit. 
Um, and yeah, I don't know. He's really limited physically. I think uh, he's only been designated hitter, or, uh, pinch hitter, two um, in every game uh, except for two this year. Um, he's played a game at first base, a game at second base, but for the most part, he's pinch hitter, designated hitter, and he's not really getting that many abs. So yeah, Christian Bethencourt also had a solid two-run single in there. And uh, during that three-run rally in the first inning, and he's been a pretty amazing story for the A's. He's been a great pickup. Uh, the dude is 30 years old. Uh, he actually made his um, major league debut in 2013 as a 21-year-old with the Braves. Uh, so he's been around MLB for a long time. Um, he also bounced around a, a few years with the Braves and the Padres, uh, and then spent a year in Korea as well. But uh, the A's brought him on as a a minor leaguer uh, uh, with a minor league deal in December. And he was a COVID substitution during that Toronto wave when all those dudes went on the COVID list. And then uh, he was so good that he just kind of stuck. He knocked off his um, substitution designation that kept him on, that brought him onto the 40 man roster. And yeah, he's been looking pretty good. I don't think he's going to, um, I don't think he's going to hit a lot of dingers. Um, I think he's more of a really hard hit singles guy, uh, hit some doubles as well. But, uh, but, yeah, I don't think a lot of dingers. Uh, but I, I think he's a solid kind of in the – kind of like Noisy. I think Noisy has more pop, but kind of in that same vein, just really solid contact hitter uh, who can make some loud contact and maybe drive in some runs if the dudes are on base. And uh, I thought Vince Catronio had a really funny nugget. He dropped on the broadcast. Uh, <laughs> he said that uh, back in – so uh, uh, Bethancourt is from uh, – is from Panama and um, from near uh, outside Panama City. I guess he has 17 acres of farmland and he bought 40 cows or he has some cows that he bought from Carlos Lee, former MLB player. So they're big into cows. That's what they're all about. Uh, so he's a big cow guy. <laughs> um, and yeah, I've actually been to Rod Carew Stadium in Panama a couple of times. It kind of reminds me of the Coliseum. It's like this big concrete kind of U-shaped uh Old school baseball stadium, no frills. Uh, yeah, it's like their national stadium down there. So I went there for a couple of World Baseball Classic qualifiers, like in 2013 and 2016. And it was yeah, it was fun times. So uh, so yeah, he's he's hitting 250 now. Um, he had a really solid series. Uh, but but yeah, and also what else happened on Thursday was uh, Kevin Smith, um, the I always, I always feel like it uh, it helps to have a real good baseball name. But, you know, Kevin Smith's generic, whatever. <laughs> uh, but his game, he's fun. He's really fun, entertaining to watch. He was at uh, shortstop. He started short, he looks, uh, short as, started at shortstop for Elvis on Thursday. He, he looks really natural over there. Um, and he is pretty much their backup shortstop uh, this year. They didn't have one last year, really. Um Josh Harrison, I guess, could have played over there. Uh, Chapman even got some time over there last year. But Kevin Smith, you could for sure plug him in there and feel confident, I think, about what he's going to bring with you. And, um, you know, especially now that Nick Allen's back in AAA, that Kevin Smith might get some looks over there. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if they roll out an infield of, like, you know, Bethancourt and, and um, Seth Brown at first base. You know, Tony Kemp at second, Kevin Smith at short, and Noisy at third. Uh, that could totally happen. So... Yeah, and um, on Wednesday, the A's in the fourth game of the series, the A's also had probably their best team win of the year. I know they also won 13-2 over the Rays earlier this year. That was a big win, but there's something about a shutout, you know, something special about the shutout. And I think the biggest uh, the biggest development here is, is Zach Logue. 
the 26 year old southpaw he's kind of got this herky-jerky motion and uh yeah he, he threw seven shutout innings he looked really good um no, I think it was his third appearance, his second start since being called up this year. And yeah, what I what I noticed about his his delivery and he talked about it after the game is his 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 arm slot is kind of goofy that uh he throws it low and it, it, from a hitter standpoint it almost it, it looks like the ball is rising uh towards you while it's coming towards the plate. And he talked about that how it kind of affects uh, opposing hitters. Yeah, I think um, I kind of got the low arm slot and the fastball kind of rises a little bit. It has the perception of rising. So um, I can kind of play with the fastball up and then the cutter off of that. Um, and kind of like I said, I think it all goes back to fastball. I mean, I was getting ahead. I was in the zone with the fastball. And uh, that, you know, puts them a little bit more on their heels and then I can expand the zone from there. Yeah, so that's cool. I mean, he sits at about 80, like 90, 91. I, I don't want to say he throws junk, but he like you know it's not a lot of not a lot of velocity let's say uh he more relies on deception and just kind of being crafty and i think that kind of pitcher helps you know if if you know you're you just every you know for a for a batter it's just you see this one dude one off every year that you're not really prepared for or used to that he could kind of throw off your rhythm so um i'm intrigued to see what they got from Logue. Uh, he's looking pretty good um and another nugget that i missed i guess during the game is that uh, bench coach and former Tigers manager Brett, uh, Brad Ausmus was actually catching him between innings. And Logue had a funny quote about that, just how, how it was to see his bench coach out there squatting, uh, helping him out. Uh, the first time it kind of it kind of surprised me. I was normally obviously I'd like the backup catcher go out there, but I think what was playing today, so we're trying to save his legs. So yeah, it was a little, a little interesting to see uh, Osmus back there, but uh, he he came up and said, "You're welcome for all the help I gave you in between innings." So yeah, it, it was fun. <laughs> so that's pretty funny. I mean, can you imagine that? Osmus, he used to be a big league skipper, and now he's squatting back there. I mean, I remember Bob Melvin before games uh, used to throw BP a lot. Uh, and kind of, but this is next level in game, you know. But that's cool for Osmus getting down there, still squatting, getting the keeping the legs ready. Um, yeah. So Logue was part of the Chapman trade, and that trade is looking really good right now, actually, i got to say. Uh, Kevin Smith was part of that trade. Logue was part of that trade. Kirby Snee was part of that. Uh, he's been uh, Snee's been a little rocky lately, but I still like him. I think there's something there. And then uh, everybody said the centerpiece of that deal was actually uh, this dude named Gunnar Hoagland. Uh, who's coming from Ole Miss. Uh, he's, he was the Blue Jays' first-round pick last year, so... You know, if those three dudes that they're already up and then Hoagland comes up and can maybe be a really top front front end guy in a couple of years, uh, you know, I think that people can look back at that Chapman trade as a good one, uh, as much as it stung when it happened. So stay tuned. But, you know, three out of the four dudes are already uh, have made contributions to the big league squad this year out of that Chapman trade. So, um, yeah, so this was the nine to nothing game. And in the sixth or I forget which inning it was, but uh, uh, Kevin Smith kind of helped break it open with a two-run double. Um, he he chased the prospect Joey Wentz out of his first big league start. He made a six to nothing. Um, at this point, um, I don't know. I think Logue and Dalton Jeffries are almost kind of competing for the fifth rotation spot that'll be there um, until Cole Irvin comes back. Cole Irvin is scheduled to pitch a bullpen today, Friday. Uh, in Oakland, um, so you probably figure he's uh, a couple weeks off as he deals with shoulder fatigue. 
but I don't know. Um, yeah, I think it's uh, kind of looking like a yeah a Logue Jeffries thing right now for the fifth spot. Um, and then the other dude will probably just stick around as a sixth man or you know a long man or something. So um, yeah, I thought it was interesting. Logue said uh, just kind of going around the clubhouse talking to his teammates. They told him that they that he reminds them of Dick Mountain one rich hill actually just recently a couple of guys here uh said i they i remind them of rich hill mm-hmm. um so i haven't watched a whole lot of him but um i can kind of see the comp mechanics wise and stuff yeah. like that so yeah. yeah maybe he'll be able to pick up something there watching some film and all of a sudden they just have a bunch of southpaws you know sam moles having a really good year he doesn't have an era yet uh you know like i said sneed i know people are hating on sneed i still think he's all right uh puck like we talked about now, Logue, I mean, yeah, I mean, they got some southpaws over there in Oakland. Um, so, yeah, this was a really good one. It was a team, uh, team-wide team win, the 9 nothing win. It was literally every guy on the team scored a run or drove in a run besides Luis Barrera, who was a late pinch hitter. And the offense was in such a funk. It must have felt so good. And also, um, yeah, Wednesday's win was their first ba- – uh, marked their first uh, – Back-to-back wins since April 19th or 18th and 19th. So almost a month since they strung together back-to-back wins. Got to feel really good. Uh, Bethancourt started at 3-for-3 that day. He ended up 3-for-5 with a couple RBIs. Uh, Great pickup, like we said before. All right, in the day earlier, the A's uh, played a doubleheader. And the the scheduling quirk with uh, the reschedule and everything um, had them actually be the home game for the first game. And the first game really, really wasn't much to talk about. Uh, you know, Frankie, Frankie Montas started and um, he actually had a pretty decent start, but then Kirby Snead let it get out of control. The ace lost six to nothing. They only had four hits and three singles. I uh, pretty much just looked like the nine, nine game losing streak, but in a nine inning game, just nothing at all. You never really had a feeling like they had a chance. Uh, the only good thing that happened that game was Tony Kemp did a hip wiggle at second base uh, in a tradition that was started the day before. Uh, I'll get to more more of that in a bit um but game two of uh, tuesday's doubleheader was a really good game for the a's um you know if it wasn't for zach Logue's gem we'd probably all be talking about adrian martinez and how he just had the best rookie performance uh in detroit but he was outdone by Logue. uh martinez uh he was the eighth um player to make his mlb debut and the 18th rookie um to make his debut for the a's this year which is pretty wild uh, he went five and a third innings, gave up four hits, no walks, three Ks. And he was a fun pitcher to watch. Um, you know, he uh, obviously Tim Hudson is a really <laughs> crazy name to say, but he just was pumping in like 93 to 96 mile an hour sinkers. Just uh, just a lot of just, you know, stuff was just dipping in the zone. Um, he had a couple of frames where he got a little got a little wild, uh, probably a little more wilder than they they wanted. But, uh, but overall, he was looking really good. Um, yeah, and here is what he, Mark Kotze yeah, – uh, yeah, Mark Kotze said that he – his sinker was electric. Uh, yeah, here, here's what Kotze had to say about, about Martinez and just kind of what he brought. Um, and also just his attitude, too. He said Martinez was having a lot of fun out there. Oh, great job. But he, he I think, wanted to give us all hugs, which I, I, I would have taken a hug, but, you know, I had to get the ball. So, um, no, yeah, he, he, I think, all in all, uh, what a day for him. And uh, and from all stand, standpoints, it was 
uh, you know, fun to watch him and, and fun to see the smile uh, that, that from a player that you know, was getting his first experience. Yeah, so an electric sinker, uh, Kate also said too. But, uh, but yeah, I have to agree with Kate. He was just like a fun pitcher to watch. I don't know. There's just something about the movement on his ball. Uh, the way he attacks guys, uh, he's 25 years old. So, yeah, Adrian Martinez, uh, maybe a dude to keep an eye, keep an eye on as well. And um, also, this was the game where Tony Kemp made probably the catch of the year. I, I don't know. Obviously, I haven't watched every baseball game, but this was ridiculous. Um, I haven't watched every baseball game uh, throughout the league, but A's catch of the year for sure. I don't know about the rest of the league, but he made a ridiculous Superman catch to Rob Jaimir. Candelario, and he's made a bunch of ridiculous catches over the past couple of years, but this was number one for sure. And also, his reaction was really hilarious. He just kind of sat there with his mouth open, like, "Oh my god, I can't believe I caught that!" <laughs> Even for Tony, it was a really uh, hilarious reaction. Um, here was Mark uh, Kotze. He said he, he actually liked the reaction more than the catch. Pretty acrobatic catch. Um, I'm sure we'll see it uh, on the highlights, right? That's what Tony does. Um, you know, I haven't seen it on video yet, but uh, the reaction was priceless. I thought the reaction <laughs> was outstanding. So, so was more impressive the catch or the reaction? Uh, I think the the reaction personally, um, but uh, no big play. Uh, yeah, I gotta say, I don't know. I like the play. The reaction was funny too, but you gotta play, play bro. The play was the play was ridiculous. Um, <laughs> um, and then also it's worth noting Zach Jackson appeared in this game. Of course he did. I think he appeared in three games this series. Uh, he's got 15 appearances. Um, as far as the offense for this 4-1 to victory, a couple of sack flies. But then, of course, Lou Trevino had to make it interesting in the ninth. It was 4 to nothing, but then he hit a batter. Uh, he walked another one in. But then he got Austin Medis to pop out to end it. And, um, yeah, I mean, I know it wasn't a safe situation, but um, – you know, he still made it really, he turned it into one, you know, the bases were loaded. It was really nerve wracking. Um, and I think, yeah, the A's just really got to stick with Jimenez and Puck. Um, seemed like they, they kind of give Lutravino a long leash ever since his success in 2018. But um, yeah, I mean, just keep him as a sixth inning, seventh inning guy. I think for now, I think it's probably the best. And here's what Kase had to say about Lutravino after that uh, scary kind of hairy outing. You know, I think overall, Lou, uh, he's got a good life on the fastball. Um, you know, he might be uh, making some mistakes in the middle of the plate. Uh, that's that's leading to a couple soft contact hits. Um, and uh, overall, um, you know, I think today was a good day to get him in there. And, uh, and I'm glad that uh, it, it finished on the right end. All right. And the series started off way back on Monday with a 2 nothing win by the A's. And this is the victory that snapped their nine game skid and Paul Blackburn was the stopper. Uh, he's looking really solid this year. Um, really aggressive. Um, he's four and with a 1.74 ERA. And earlier this year, he told reporters that he was kind of pissed off when the A's designated him for assignment. But, um, but yeah, he's just kind of attacking the zone, staying in the zone. Um, he went 6.2, uh, six, two, six and two thirds scoreless innings on Monday and he had no walks, and um, that's kind of the staple of his game. He just is a control freak. He's got 26 strikeouts and three walks this season, which is a really impressive ratio. Um, of course, Zach Jackson got four outs in this game. Danny Jimenez also got a save in this game. He made it interesting, though. He walked two, 
but th- he did strike out three and Javi Baez got ejected. So that was an intense ninth inning. Um, and in this game on Monday, Tony Kemp hit his first dinger of the year. And he just talked about how it felt good to, I don't know, it was for, for, for everybody. Um, just to kind of get this one out of the way and just get that nine game streak out before you turns into something that kind of eats up your whole season, you know? I just saw a change up and I got my foot down and tried to put the best thing on it I could. And I'm just happy Meadows didn't rob a home run from me. So, um, you know, it feels good to contribute to the team and uh, we just have to continue to keep going. And, uh, you know, when you're on a losing streak, it feels like it's never going to end. So, Slap hands with guys today um, felt really good. Looks a little bit more enthusiastic than normal coming off yeah. the field. And yeah, this win definitely hit different than any win, other win this season, that's for sure. So uh, we just have to continue to believe in ourselves and not lose that confidence that we've always had, especially at the beginning of the year. Um, so we just have to keep going. Um, it's a long season, and we're going to put that. We're going to put those one to two weeks behind us, and you just have to keep looking forward because there's a lot of games left and uh, a lot of baseball to play. So there is Tony Kemp talking about his first dinger of the year, the A snap in their nine-game losing streak. But also Monday, well, let's see the date. Uh, Monday, May 9th, I believe. Yeah, Monday, May 9th. Let it be known. Yes, it was the 12-year anniversary of Dallas Braden's perfect game, but it was also the beginning of the hip wiggle uh, dance thing that's going on. So... Um, let the record show, I believe Kevin Smith was the first dude to do the little hip wiggle celebration that they've been doing. Um, in the second inning of this game on Monday, Monday, May 9th, 2022, uh, he hit his first career triple in the second inning. He ended up at third base and did like a little wiggle wiggle uh, with his hip. And then um, in the fourth inning, Sean Murphy then hit a double and he got into second base and he he hit the wiggle even harder with his hip and he had his he had his hand up and I, was, I think it was the most emotion i've ever seen from murph on the field he was smiling and dancing and he, he was like how was it guys was it all right he gave himself a so-so rating uh, <laughs> so that was pretty funny to see murph do all that um and then kept it again on tuesday um and when he hit a double, so I, I'm so from that I have deduced that it's either a double or a triple. You have to get an extra base hit. Once you stand on the bag, you look back at the dugout, you gotta do it. Can't do it for a single, gotta be a double or a triple. Um, so then on Wednesday, I, so I went back. So once I saw that this, I went back and saw the other extra base hits. And there was only two more other extra base hits, a lot of base, uh, singles in the series for the A's. But on Wednesday, uh Sheldon Noisy hit a triple. So I went back to see if he did it, but uh he actually got hit in the back by a ball from like the throw from the right fielder. So he was probably worried about that. It wasn't in a dancing mood. He did not do it. But in the nine, nothing game um, after his two run double Smith low key did his, his thing when he hit the two run double. So I think pretty much anytime a dude hits a double or a triple now, that's the move. Um, so yeah, that's the series recap. Uh, the A's went four of five against the Tigers. Um Again, the lone loss being in the first game of the doubleheader, the 6-0 dud. They won 2 to nothing on Monday, 4-1 to on Tuesday in the second game of the doubleheader, 9 to nothing on Wednesday and the best win of the year, and then 5-3 to on Thursday um, at the big win from Seth Brown. So big series for the A's. Also have some other uh, miscellaneous notes 
that I took. Uh, Andrew Chaffin is on the Tigers. He looks great in the uniform. Still got the handlebar mustache. It looks like he's a pitcher from the Prohibition era, even though we all know he loves his Coors Light. Uh, a few years ago, he did a video <laughs> when he was pitching for the Diamondbacks and he toured his RV. It was like the only stuff that was in there was like Coors Light. So much respect to Andrew Chaffin. Gotta love it. Uh, I feel like Robbie Grossman is like the new Matt Holiday. Um, I, I forget what the quote was exactly. Something about he was like, ah, oh, they need to get out of the Coliseum. There's no future there, whatever, whatever. Ace fans hated it. Um, so, yeah, Robbie Grossman probably get booed when he gets to Oakland later this year. And Luis Barrera is uh, up. He's getting some ABs. I feel like he's the new Sky Bolt, uh, left-handed defensive guy. If he hits a single, great, but that's probably probably the extent of his offensive production. Maybe a rare double here or there. Uh, still waiting on a ridiculous defensive play from Ramon, but good to see him. Uh, Pache and Ramon's a nice combo. Pache still patrolling center field like a champion. Um, and I thought it was funny. Ramon told reporters, you know, I, he said he has a better arm, so it works out uh, him in right field and Pache in center. So uh, I thought that was good. So far, Ramon is 4 of 18. Uh, with the double so yeah he got four base uh or, or no in that in that series he went four of 18 with the double um yeah i think he got his first hit uh in the wednesday game or something like that so uh he is coming back and another thing i want to do for every series is hand out awards for every series so without further ado the inaugural Ricky Blog MVP Series Award of, I don't know, I got to think of something epic, but the, the Ricky Henderson of MVP Awards for the Tiger Series goes to Tony Kemp. Uh, he went 5 of 18. He had his first dinger. had the ridiculous uh, catch. He also had like three or four other like really notable, impressive plays. Um, Tony's just kind of snapping out of his funk. So I think uh, he's got to be the, the go-to guy for this one. And then um, Bethancourt was honorable mention. Uh, he went 4-13. He had four RBIs. He's looking pretty solid. Um, and then for the Cy Young of the Tiger Series, the ace Cy Young, I got to go with Zach Logue for his seven shutout innings. And just the way he attacked is just kind of dominated his outing. He looked really good out there. The Rolaids relief man of the series goes to Danny Jimenez. Uh, send him a pack of Rolates. <laughs> I love how that was the award. And then it, like the award is like a fireman's hat too. It's great. Anyways, uh, Danny Jimenez, he got two, uh, two saves. He solidified the ninth inning. Um, it's probably the biggest thing. And the rookie of the year of the series, uh, would have to be <laughs> Adrian Martinez. Just great outing out of nowhere. People weren't expecting it. And a five and a third, Bunch of sinkers, tough guy to hit. So, yeah, Adrian Martinez looking good. All right, now let's take stock of the AL West heading into Friday night's action. The A's are 14 and 19. They are in last place in the AL West by seven and a half games, but they're kind of just lumped with the Mariners and the Rangers. The Astros are white hot right now. They've won 10 straight. They're 21 and 11. So, imagine that. They were 500. Now they're 21 and 11. Um, the Angels are also playing pretty good this year. They're 21 and 12, so they're just a half game back. The Mariners are 14 and 18. The Rangers are 13 and 17. The A's are 14 and 19. So they're all pretty much packed together at the back of the AL West there. Um, 
Yeah, I, I I know the Astro just went on a crazy road, but I feel like this division could have kind of be up for grabs. But I don't know. I don't think the A's are going to win the division, but it's not the toughest division, I don't think. Um, but anyway, Astros and Angels are looking good. Um, they have crazy records. What am I talking about? Uh, <laughs> all right. So up next, the Angels are in town for a four-game set over the next three days. Unfortunately, Shohei Otani is not expected to, uh, to pitch. Uh, it's the first thing I always check to see if when the Angels are in town or the Angels are playing to see if Otani is going to be pitching, but he's not. And this week is kind of ridiculous from a playing stand, uh, playing time standpoint for the A's. Uh, they have another double, another just had a double header on uh, Wednesday, or excuse me, Tuesday. Um, but now they have another double header on Saturday. Uh, so that means they're playing nine games this week and seven games in the span of five days. That's a lot. And then they don't have an off day after the Angel series. They're going to roll right into another series against the Twins. So a lot of baseball for the A's these days. Uh, Dalton Jeffrey will get the ball uh, tonight. He's trying to turn it around after three. If he starts, he had three good starts to begin the year. And the Angels will send Chase Silseth to the mound. He is uh, actually the first player from the 2021 draft class to appear in a big league game um he is an 11th round pick he he's only made eight professional appearances five this year at the double a level but hey the angels i uh, think he's ready to go he's got a 37 to 7 strike to walk ratio 2.08 era and double a he's off to a hot start in double a and yeah he's getting called up right to the big so dude was in college last year so good for him he actually went to the worst university in the world university of arizona so whatever Go Devils. Go Sun Devils. <laughs> um, yeah, the A's are facing, uh, facing a lot of rookies lately. Um, there was, uh, what was his name, Beasler or something, the, the guy they just played uh, last time, and then the rookie uh, that they played the day, day earlier or two. Um, so, yeah, there was a couple of rookies there in Detroit. Now they got another one here against the Angels. And then on Saturday they have a doubleheader. It's a 1 o'clock and a 6.40. The one o'clock game, the Angels will be sending Jonathan Diaz to the man to the mound, while Paul Blackburn will get the start in Game One. Uh, the A's are yet to announce their starter for Game Two, while the Angels will be sending Michael Lorenzen. And then for Game Three, it will be Patro, Patrick Sandoval versus Frankie Montas in the Sunday matinee on Getaway Day. And then the Twins are back in town before the A's go to Anaheim for three. So. That's a wrap for the A's series recap. Uh, make sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram and YouTube uh, at Ricky blog. I'm your host, Alex Espinosa. Thanks for listening. We'll be doing this all season long series recaps. Hope to get some more interviews once the Warriors are over. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to like and subscribe five stars, all that. All right. Appreciate it guys. And hopefully be seeing you at the ballpark sometime this year. Also, I'll see. That's another thing I want to do. I want to do one of these live, like in the parking lot after a Sunday game, one of these, one of these days. So keep, uh, I'll keep you all posted on Twitter. Thanks so much for following and you guys have a great weekend. All right. Take care.